So this morning I put on the TV and what do I see? Joe Biden holding a a COVID summit. This is an all hands on deck crisis. And the good news is we know how to beat this pandemic. Vaccines, public health measures and collective action. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So in the first, what, 30 seconds of the radio program today, I told you the extent and all you need to know about the great summit on COVID-19. To them, vaccines are the only answer and everybody needs to get the shot. The other thing that he said was that uh, we're going to have more pandemics. There's no doubt about that. They're going to come on a regular basis and we're going to need more vaccines. Now, I've got one question. When you when I hear that statement and hear me out carefully, we're going to have more pandemics and we're going to need more vaccines worldwide to cover it. When did we get into in human history having a regular season of deadly pandemics that require vaccines being developed all the time. I've been reading a lot of stories, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. I guarantee you give me three minutes, and I'm going to be done talking about vaccines and virus today. I've got too many other important things that I really need to share on this edition of the program. Simply put, I said it yesterday and I'm going to say it again. Suddenly, Joe Biden, who swore he would never take a Trump vaccine, suddenly Kamala Harris, who said nobody should take this vaccine. It's probably dangerous. Everybody on the Democrat side, up until after the election, said they would never take this vaccine, and warned Americans they should not touch it either. What changed? What changed their mind about this vaccine? This is purely my personal speculation. I think they realized this vaccine, forget how it treats the COVID-19 situation, it really doesn't help. But it does let the government know who is compliant and who will not be compliant. Look at Australia, a country with virtually no cases, and the police charging in like Nazi stormtroopers to put away anybody that even dares question the government's actions. France, you can't buy groceries without your vaccine pass, your your vaccine passport. And the same leaders we have today in the United States, back at the end of last year, when the question was first posed by this radio program and many others, so are we going to need a vaccine certificate to go back to living a life that's normal, to go to a restaurant or a store or a ball game. And everybody said, of course not. 
We would never do that to you. And in the eight months that Joe Biden has been in office, it's nothing but vaccines, vaccines, and more vaccines, and more pandemics, and more vaccines. And the end game is 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 totally obvious to anybody that has common sense. It will require you to come in once or twice or three times a year to get your booster shot or the shot to deal with the next variant, which many scientists, and I tend to agree with all that I'm reading, is being caused by the vaccine to begin with. When I think of the current president here in the United States, and I can remember the campaign promises, Oh, he promised never will there be a vaccine mandate in the United States. Trust me, I'm Joe Biden. And you can count on my word. You have my word as a Biden that you will never have a vaccine mandate of any kind. And now those in the military are facing it. Many in federal government are facing losing their job. Being run out of the military. North Carolina, there are groups of hospital uh, associations If you don't have the jab, you don't have a job. It's coming down to that. And and I have to, and I look at this and I go, good Lord Almighty, what in the world is happening? And I keep being referred back to 2 Thessalonians and that mass delusion. We are seeing mass delusion among those that are not believers. Those that hate the truth are now clinging on to all they got. A lie that if everybody was to get vaccinated tomorrow morning, COVID would be gone. Yet in the same breath, they talk about we're going to need more vaccines because we're going to have more pandemics. Which is it? We're going to have these vaccines and get rid of the virus? Or is this a never-ending process to make you subject to your government and ultimately a global government. You know, one of the things that I find fascinating, there is data that's out there right now about the pandemic. And data from a poll done six months after the start of the pandemic were called nothing short of stunning because they revealed a total misunderstanding of the risk of dying from COVID-19, which unfortunately is no surprise. I'll give you an example. In my own family, and I know this particular family member does not listen and wouldn't listen, we had a family member come down with COVID-19. And this other family is talking to my wife, acting like, so when do you expect this family member to die? This person's in their 30s. But there was this automatic assumption that if you got COVID, well, there's a good chance, probably a better chance and better than even chance you're going to die. And a lot of people misunderstood the risk of COVID-19. And over the past seven months, even a CNN poll show that mm, 40 to 50% of the people believe the infection is a broad risk for the population. This is insane. We look at the number of people that have been infected, 
the number that have fully recovered, which is the vast majority. And then we have hospitals like the one I mentioned earlier on another program having a Zoom meeting that got leaked about how to inflate artificially the numbers by by calling recovered COVID patients, still hospital patients, to scare people into thinking that you're going to go, no vax, it's a ventilator for you, baby. That's all you got left and hope that it works. I think the most troubling aspect of all of this for the past 18 months has been honesty, or I should say the lack of honesty, the lack of accurate information, the changing narrative, guessing as we go along. A little bit of research showed, you know, we, we all were told, you remember last year, grocery stores, Walmarts, everybody started putting down these little round discs, six feet apart, must remain six feet apart, or you're going to die or something. And a little bit of research. So where did this six-foot distancing come from? When the question is asked of those that should know the true answer to that, those that have been, oh, I don't know, in the medical profession for, let's say, 50 years or close to it, or 30 years or 20 years, they all scratch their heads and go, hmm, I have no idea where that came from. But it sounds like a good idea. There's no, (laughs) we've never done this before. Where did this come from? This, we must remain six feet apart. You know, to show you the, the stupidity of this, over the past year, I had to fly three different times. Three times. And I was always amazed I was flying some of these little tiny commuter jets. They're the ones you have to go out onto the tarmac and then climb up two steps to try to get yourself into these little miniature jets. And I can remember being this. I kid you not. I can remember being at the airport. I think this one was either, yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. And... Everybody's being told to remain, you know, stay your six feet apart, wear a face mask, blah, 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 blah. And as they started calling up our row, you had all these people in uniform, almost like with cattle prods, trying to keep us six feet apart in the line. And as we walk out down the little staircase to get onto the tarmac, to walk toward the aircraft, there are more of these uniformed people with their little, you know, cattle prods. Keep six feet apart. You know, that coronavirus, keep six feet apart. Keep six feet apart. Then we get to the aircraft and they let us go on one at a time to keep six feet apart. Then you get into this tiny tin can with wings and two jet engines. And you are shoulder to shoulder with a stranger for the next hour and 20 minutes. Where's the six-foot social distancing there? It didn't exist. Apparently, the coronavirus doesn't like being at 35,000 feet or 20,000 or whatever it was. But we kept doing these things, and we made them mandated 
We made them believe, you know, people believed in this. If you don't keep six feet apart, I may keel over like I saw them do in China last year and fall down in the street and have to be picked up by two guys in a hazmat suit. You know, when you look over the year, people even that were 25 years old were scared to death that they would die if they got COVID, though they represent around 1% or less of all the deaths. And that's assuming that they really died of COVID. Because we found a lot of people under the age of 40 that died in car accidents called COVID deaths. A lot of that happened. Now, I'm not saying people don't die of this. I'm not saying that at all. I've known a number of people that have become extremely ill from this and came near death. But in the cases that I know where that happened, they were never treated until way too late. And then it was touch and go. Because there has been this mantra that started last year that we have no effective treatment. We, we can't have a treatment because that means the vaccines can't come to market. Because when they come to market, there's no time to test them. And we need emergency use authorization, which would be denied if you had a workable treatment with a reasonable success rate. And now we see in countries all over the world that have vaccinated heavily. It's not going according to what they thought. But they keep doing the same thing anyway. Get them all vaccinated. Why not? Let's go back over the past. Let's go up until about three months ago, four months ago. Let's go out and figure that we start in March of last year, and let's go to all the way to maybe June, July of this year. That's um, almost a year and a half, not quite. We had a bit of a surge last October that ran into the new year and then started to drop off, and it dropped, and it dropped, and it dropped. And at about the same time, we started getting a lot of vaccines. There was this sudden uptick in cases. Now, I've noticed one thing. They don't talk about the deaths like they used to because people are not dying at the rate that we had early on in this pandemic. That, that's a fact. We may have allegedly 680,000 people in the United States that supposedly have died with COVID, which certainly is not the same thing as of COVID. Now, I'm sure there have been some that have died of COVID, but the number is artificially inflated, and over 80% of them are like over 80 years of age. Yet we run around telling two-year-olds, you have to wear a face mask or else. A poor mother, about a week or so ago, flying on, I guess it was United, no, American Airlines, United Airlines, they're both about as bad. They turned a plane around flying from Dallas to Colorado Springs, like a 48-minute flight. They turned it around to go back to Dallas when a two-year-old with severe asthma couldn't breathe with that face mask on. I get it. And they were using 
you know, the emergency inhaler and they tried everything and the child the child was just traumatized. I can't breathe. Crying. Oh, you got to put and and you know and Carl the uh the flight attendant, I just envisioned this guy with a man bun and an attitude. You have to put that face diaper on your child or we're all going to die of COVID. Now put it on or I'm going to tell the pilot on you. And it didn't take long before the plane is turned around for a non-compliant two-year-old. Everybody had to go back to Dallas and be hours late getting to where they were going because a flight steward with an attitude decided a two-year-old, a two-year-old was a danger to the world. The kid had no symptoms. The kid doesn't have COVID. The kid can't wear a face mask. He's got asthma. But you want to know something? The reprobates of this world, frankly, don't care because reprobates do not have common sense. They never will have common sense. What I wanted to start talking about today, and I've, I've got one more little story on this. Here's a little factoid that I think we need to thoroughly understand. People under the age of 19, that includes newborns, under the age of 19, which pretty much covers those that are in elementary school, junior high, middle school, whatever you call it, high school, and even beginning their college years. If they are to contract COVID-19, their survival rate is 99.997%. Let me say that again. That's 99.997%. That means only three in 100,000 people under the age of 19 succumbed to what we call COVID-19. And if you look deeper into those numbers, you find those three out of the 100,000 often had things like cancer, leukemia, major illnesses that of themselves would most likely be deadly in the near future. Now, all deaths are sad. Don't get me wrong. And even among children with extremely severe cases, well, there there were not even 1% of them ever made it to the hospital. They didn't need to. COVID-19 has had little impact physically to children, period. Health officials, though, are setting this stage for this worldwide vaccination of the population, including children. And I, I pray, and I, I, go, I ask the Lord every day, Lord, give me wisdom, give me discernment so I don't say anything on this program that is incorrect or taken the wrong way, or puts anybody's health in danger. 
But it's increasingly obvious when you have Dr. Fauci just drooling and with these big eyes. Yes, we need to get the vaccine to children under the age of nine, under the age of whatever, five to nine. Yeah, we need to get five to nine year olds. And now they want to get people down to literally jab them at birth with this artificial spike protein producer. And I always ask people that get on my case about, well, these these vaccines, you know, Facebook says they're safe and effective. (laughs) Facebook has been phony in a lot of what they say for the past three years. If you get your news from Facebook, you're a moron. Sorry, but you are. Facebook is not a legitimate news source. It is pure propaganda owned by the Democrat Party, funded by people that don't have your best interest at heart. Look at the stories they suppressed last year, claiming it was disinformation. Ooh, Russian disinformation. Ooh, this. Can't put that on. We find out they're all true later. They knew they were true then, but they were trying to cover for somebody. We do not have a press in the United States anymore. It is gone. It is dead. It, is, it reeks of death. CNN reeks of death of journalism. Journalism is dead at CNN. It doesn't exist anymore. It existed in 1980. It has long been dead and rotting like a corpse out in the sun with its bleached bones ever since. And MSNBC has got to be the news of the Antichrist. Whatever the Antichrist Antichrist wants the world to believe, MSNBC will pursue it. They willingly lie believing they are they have the truth. And this is what the Bible is warning about. This is what I'm trying to to get through to you today more than you know about vaccines and whatever. I I, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's a good source point to start with. The changing narrative for the past 19 months. And I knew when I worked in emergency management last year for a few months, it became increasingly obvious that we were not really telling the truth anymore. We were doing the best we could to help the people in our community, but it became apparent to me the changing narrative, the changing way deaths are counted, the change, the change, the change, the moving of the goalpost, 15 days to flatten the curve. We're still doing it. 500 and some odd days later. And we're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. We got lied to back in May. Hey, get the vaccine, take off your face mask. You don't need it anymore because you're now bulletproof for COVID. Okay, sorry folks that decided to get the vaccine against their better judgment to get rid of that face mask. You got to put it back on anyway. Unless you're a politician like Gavin Newsom. Or the mayor of Chicago or the mayor of of, uh, San Francisco or any other big city mayor. That's a Democrat. You, or if you if you go to the Emmys, then you don't need one. You're exempt. And we have, I don't get it. 
if children are not the spreaders or the carriers or affected by COVID-19, and most doctors that have any common sense that have dealt with children, pediatricians, prior to the pandemic would tell you that many times our children are exposed to things and they, they're literally asymptomatic. Their body deals with it. Now they have T-cell immunity. This vaccine, by the definition, until it was changed this very year, what they call a vaccine, would never have been called a vaccine by legal definition. And when you try to use the term gene therapy, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, no, 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 no. You cannot say that. It's a vaccine. Really, even the FDA considers the mRNA a gene therapy. But once again, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of the social media sewers, you can't say that. Because their fearless fact checkers will be out there to fact check you and call whatever you put up there misinformation. You know, I'm getting to the point that I really don't care what Facebook has to say. They are proven liars. They are proven propagandists. Somebody pointed out, and and this is an interesting thought. I'm not going to say that it is or isn't, but it was a number of years ago that our own CIA here in the United States, and I've read this on several sources, they, they had an idea for a website, a way to collect data on people. And it wasn't doing very well. I can't remember the name of the project, but, you know, the word got out there that they had this project and it was a failure. And the day after they finally shut down their, their project was the day that Facebook went online. I've tried to figure out how a company like Facebook could be worth like a hundred and some odd dollars for every man, woman, and child on the planet. But allegedly they are. And I'll tell you where they're making their money. It's not advertising. Same like with Google. It's not advertising. These companies sell your data. And I'll tell you who one of the worst offenders is, and you don't even realize it. Google. Google is a terrible corporation. Evil. Just pure evil. They quietly and carefully and systematically by simplicity. See, Google, a lot of people like the Google interface for one reason. I can go to my computer right now, type in Google, and you don't have a bunch of advertisements or anything. It's just a little itty-bitty, just Google. And it'll hold your email for you from Gmail. And it's got a search line. And it's not it's not full of junk. And see, Yahoo and AOL and others, they were busy running advertising at you. Lots of it. You know, you go to some of the old, you go to Yahoo or something. There's a million news stories, and you gotta you gotta sort through the garbage to get to what you want. And that's why people got tired of going to a search engine that just was it was labor intensive to get what you wanted. 
Google back in the early 2000s was extremely smart. Simplicity. Type in something, there's your information. There's the website. There's whatever it is you're looking for. And they still do that to this day. I, for a brief time in my life, used AOL. America Online. You've got mail. And it goes back to my dial-up days. You know, you remember that if you're old enough. But it was so burdensome with garbage news, pop culture news, Hollywood star celebrity news, news about sports that I could care less about. I am not a sports fanatic. I'm not even much of a sports fan anymore. I frankly don't care about the NFL. I don't care about Major League Baseball. I don't care about the National Hockey League. I don't care about basketball or any of it. All of it can just go away and it wouldn't bother me a bit. There are a bunch of overpaid blowhards that know nothing when they talk politics. But see, Google was smart. They got you to go there. And they're looking at what you're looking for. And what they're doing is they have decided what you need to know, not what you're trying to find out. And so they control what you see. And if you happen to use one of their wonderful free services, like Gmail. I've had a Gmail account since the very beginning. It's my junk mail account now. See, Google reads your email. And they sell what they find to advertisers and governments. And that's why they're worth the mega, mega billions that they are. Because they sucker you in for free stuff. Then they sell you out to the highest bidder. Now, when I come back, I'm going to change gears entirely. It's really where I wanted to start the program today. But in in seeing that little... Uh, virtue signaling, virtual whatever, uh, COVID-19 summit with, with our president in this country talking about how we're going to vaccinate the world and get a, get a needle in every arm. That's all it's all about. A needle in every arm used to be a chicken in every pot and a car in every 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 garage, but now it's a needle a needle in every arm. This is this is the new raw deal from Joe Biden. That and take more of your money. If you believe in this ministry, and and trust me, tomorrow's program is one you do not want to miss. It's one that I'm trying to get all the stuff together because I believe for many people that listen, we're going to go into a bit of a different direction tomorrow. And it could change your life. I want to sort some things out, and I'm going to lay a few... mm, I wouldn't call them building blocks. It doesn't fully relate. But there is some stuff that I'm going to share with you tomorrow that I think will have a great impact. I've been receiving a lot of emails of late, and it just encourages me. Um, I have a letter here. I'm not going to say where it's from. Well, this way, I'll say where it's from. I'm not going to say who it is. It's from somebody in Tennessee, and I've had some from North Carolina, Virginia, Minnesota. Pennsylvania, upstate New York, Florida, Georgia, California, Texas, getting a lot of emails and a lot of correspondence. And every time you send something to me, 
Another one, Minnesota, right here that's on the desk that I have to haven't even had a chance to read yet. Another one from another town in Minnesota. Minnesota's been very busy in, in the past month. And so has Indiana and Illinois and Michigan. The word's getting out on shortwave. And it's only because of you that faithfully support it each and every month. I'm not a paid employee. I, I produce the radio program. I edit the radio program. I try to maintain the website. I might try to get some more work done on it by this weekend. It's not easy, but I'm trying to do it all. And uh, But your prayers to hold me up, I can tell that you're out there. We are still in Georgia for about mm, two weeks and a couple of days. We need to get back by around the 4th or I think we're getting back around the 7th of October and so you can still use this address here even when we decide to change to the address in Florida and I haven't decided how I want to do that yet there's a part of me that thinks I need a permanent address for the program even if it means that the mail is a day or so late getting to me it's not a huge issue there's got to be an easy way to do this, so I'm looking into it. But for now, the mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 30537. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. Drawing water from the wells of Yeshua. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection. Bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now during Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Jewish people did a strange thing. A large crowd would go down to the pools of Siloam to draw water. Then they'd bring up the water to the temple where a priest would pour it out. It was called the ceremony of the water pouring. Now, when the waters were flowing out of the pitchers, the following verse from Isaiah 12 was read. It said, And in joy you shall draw waters from the wells of salvation, or in Hebrew, the wells of Yeshua. See, the promise was that one day God's people would joyously draw the blessings of salvation as freely as one draws water from a well. Well, the Hebrew word for salvation is Yeshua, and Messiah's real Hebrew name is Yeshua, salvation, Jesus. So you want to live the abundant life? Then learn what it is to draw water from the wells of Yeshua, from a well. Waters that come from wells are hidden waters. They're deep waters and they have to be drawn out. So stop seeking to be filled up by outward things, by material things. You see, the outside of a well is dry, but the inside, that's what fills you up. The inner waters, the things of the spirit. See, the waters of wells flow from inside out. So the abundant life also flows from inside out. And even in dry times, the wells of Yeshua will always flow with water if you draw deep enough and you draw in joy. Because undoubtedly, it was at this moment in the Feast of Tabernacles when the waters were pouring out and when Isaiah was being read about drawing waters from the wells of Yeshua, that Messiah, Yeshua, uttered these words. He said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living waters. 
want more? Ask for Sukkot. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, a newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's our free gift to you and Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07645. That's box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. For those that listen uh, by podcast, we are running a little bit late today in getting the program done. Just been a, a lot of things to get off my desk this morning before I could even get started. I told you at the beginning of the program today, and I kind of went into this aspect of being told the truth. And and I'm convinced, and God keeps laying certain scriptures on my heart each and every day, which tell me what to expect. And I also have been having this, well, I I don't want to call it a feeling, but I think God's word backs it up. By the way, no one ever gets a certain, gets any kind of certain knowledge that doesn't tie into scripture. And it dawned on me, what would happen if the light of truth suddenly was just cast upon this planet, where every nation would suddenly be opened, their eyes opened to see the truth, where it could not be denied, even for a brief period of time. And I have this strange just feeling just observing the news and watching some little cracks here, little dents over here. Oh, God has done this before to open the eyes. And when he does, there is a period of great distress and denial and anger. But for the church... A little bit of time, a little window of opportunity to call it out for what it is and proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean the world gets better forever? Of course not. It just means that we get through this period and prepare for the next. 
The Bible never promised it would be fun and wonderful fellowship for Christians and things would be wonderful all the time. It promised it promised the exact opposite. We in the United States in particular, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, most of Europe, we've had the freedom to worship for quite a long time. And too many people have decided they don't care. They've walked away from the gospel. There was a time in the United States Senate. There was a time in the White House. There was a time in the House of Representatives that they gave honor to Almighty God and had respect for God's word. But as we learned not that many months ago, with Jerry Nadler at a hearing, that is no longer the case. Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Oh, but Jerry, it will be a concern, not only of the Congress, but of our entire nation. The Bible has a lot of warnings and a lot of promises. Warning, do not mock God. Do not place yourself above God. Do not have any other gods before me. Apparently, your party and the things you hold dear, most of which God declares as sin, those things you hold dear and try to promote, God will not be mocked. Trust me, he will not be mocked. I, I just have this strong feeling when I look at little like I say, little chinks in the armor. Monday, an official statement from Senator Kelly Townsend. Now, Kelly Townsend is a state senator in the state of Arizona. And she replied, the Phoenix Indian Medical Center is a federal facility. Because, see, there was a video that came out on Monday by Project Veritas regarding the kind of truth that is not being told from that particular federal facility. And I'm sure it's the same as we've already learned from exposed Zoom calls. Really quick, and I'll explain why I'm reading this. And uh, Senator Kelly Townsend says, Monday of this week, Project Veritas released a video that showed undercover recordings of physicians and other staff of the Phoenix Indian Health Center discussing the fact that adverse events after the COVID-19 vaccine were not being reported to the viewers of the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. The senator expressed her concern, saying, I'm not surprised to hear of these allegations from this hospital. Complaints such as these are becoming increasingly more frequent, with allegations of other public hospitals committing medical discrimination against the unvaccinated. And she goes on and on, and she makes her point. And I've seen these videos, and they are really alarming. The one-size-fits-all. Vent a later, you know, vent or vax, that's it. Vent or vax is being pushed on the American people with a pile of lies. And I really think that there's going to be an exposure of all of this. 
I, I pray every night saying, Lord, may your truth become dominant. May you be revealed. And what's going to happen when God, and he's done this over the ages, the outcomes for those that mock him are not good. What's going to happen when the truth of this pandemic becomes inescapable? That it was man-made in a lab, and there might have been United States money and influence on this virus that should never have been made to begin with, that has caused all these deaths and this total disruption of the globe. What's going to happen when reports about corruption in our United States government come out? What's going to happen if the truth is ever revealed in certain locations on how voting is done? What's going to happen when more truth comes out? Now, like I say, the reprobates will deny the truth and they will scream on their television shows. Stetzler's or, you know, Rachel Maddow's or whoever, the Chris Cuomo's, uh, the Don Lemons or Levons, whatever he calls himself. All of them will pretend it's not real. But the truth will be inescapable. I just believe it's going to be a shock and a time of mourning and a time of wailing and a time of repentance, but not for all. You know, even the Bible says, if an angel of the Lord appeared unto some people, they still wouldn't believe. They wouldn't. Their minds are made up. They have sold themselves out to the deity called Satan. They really have. They may call themselves a Baptist. They may call themselves a Roman Catholic. They may call themselves, I don't care what. But are they covered by the blood of Christ? Is Jesus their personal Savior? Do they know him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Or is he just a quaint old custom? As Jerry Nadler says, whatever is perceived by anybody as God's authority or word has no bearing on these proceedings. I'm going to say it bluntly. God may damn your proceedings and you along with it if you keep mocking him. See, this is the this is what I believe Second Thessalonians is warning about because in my lifetime I've never seen the likes of what I see today parading on television in Hollywood everywhere. What I'm seeing and it's scary. This mocking of God openly on television, in the movies, on the radio, in magazines, in our schools. God is mocked daily. God will tolerate it to a point and then enough. My name shall be mocked no more. And yet, while many will come to a saving faith, those that are the big perpetrators will be exposed for who they are and they will still believe the lie. And they'll fight then and double down even harder to come after those of faith. I believe there's a light that's going to descend upon this earth for a season. 
and suddenly information is going to come out. Some conservatives may say, ooh, good, we're going to get our... No, you may not. You may be surprised on some of the things. If God reveals, he's going to reveal truth. And you better be prepared for that truth. Period. I think we're going to get a little time that's going to surprise people. It's going to be a very turbulent time when it happens. And I think it's going to happen soon. Church, be ready with your message. Church, be ready to receive. Church, be ready to share God's word. Do not hide in your four walls. Do not keep your light under a bushel basket. Now, I'll tell you something else is going to happen. I was going to save this for next week, and I may go into it deeper. Of late, I've been feeling this very strong urging as I look at God's word. God made a lot of promises, and God is not a promise breaker. He's a covenant keeper. While God's people may break the covenant with God, God will not break that covenant with his people. If God makes a promise to his people, even if they're errant, even if they disbelieve, even if they walk away, God still will keep his promise. Israel is a good example, and this one gets me into trouble. I understand that the nation we call Israel is not exactly the most God-fearing nation on the face of the earth. While many are, a large number are not. I get it. But God made an irrevocable promise. If you believe God can revoke that promise, then he can revoke your salvation. He can revoke every promise in the Bible if you believe that, but he won't do it. And I'm sick of these people, you know, that you see right now, the most progressives, the most progressive Democrats, even those that come out of a, quote, Jewish background, like a Chuck Schumer or a Jerry Nadler, are hostile to God. They are giving God the finger and spitting in his face and mocking him. There are progressives that are in the House and the Senate that want to take away what's called the Iron Dome, which protects Israel from incoming rockets that have been killing people and destroying things. This is a protective system, not an offensive system. Yet they want to rip away the funding and take it away. Only Satan could inspire their hearts to do that. And I got, I got news for you. Even when Israel was deep in sin, they were still God's people. I've watched some people that I've known for years as they've gotten older and they start thinking that they're, what's the word I'm looking for? Untouchable? That I get direct words from God every afternoon and nobody else does? I mean, I, mean, I work for a guy like that. Believe that God only talked to him and nobody else in his ministry. And I've watched his theology become dangerously anti-Semitic and questionable on so many levels. Also taking the mantle of offices laid out in the Bible to which he has no claim. 
Once again, when that truth comes out, even they will be exposed. The time to recognize God has a chosen people, the time to recognize God has a plan, the time to recognize tribulation, whether it be the great tribulation or a great tribulation, it's coming soon. And God is calling his people together. He's moving his people all over the globe to be in places of preparation. God will lead you. Don't worry. Maybe you're supposed to stay where you're at. You'll have peace about it. We're going to talk about that a lot tomorrow and Friday. To have that peace of God which passes all understanding. Trust me, when you finally have that perfect peace, you don't worry about vaccine passports, mandates, or how am I going to eat? How am I going to keep a roof over my head? What if my Social Security check disappears because I won't get the shot that they're threatening to do? At least some people are. God will find a way when there seems to be no way. And last but not least... Whether some Christians like it or not, God still has his hand on the state of Israel. And we're going to get into some prophecy also tomorrow. Things that I'm seeing happen that I never thought I would see happen in my lifetime. Truly, some remarkable things that are beginning to crack along with, I think, exposing truth. As God calls his children to the places they need to be. Oh, daughters of Zion. Oh, Abraham's sons. Hear the words of your father. Hear his promise of love. I will make you a blessing. So count the stars if you can You will be a great nation I will give you this land I will bring you back home I'll bring you back home, oh my children Nothing on
we've pierced But don't fear, oh my daughters Or sons of Abraham For I will wash you with water I will offer the Lamb Though your sins were like scarlet They'll be whiter than snow I have always been with you I will never let go just about gone for this Wednesday edition. I want you back tomorrow and especially Friday. Tomorrow and Friday, we're going to get deep into God's Word. There's going to be encouragement in all of this time of turmoil. Believe me, God will not leave His people without hope. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider supporting it to pay for the radio airtime? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, and we are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.